You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. that stuff you're putting in your drink honestly i want a health kick mm-hmm. <laughs> really <laughs> i'm serious i'm not playing listen to this you know that i get sick every three months right yeah you do get sick. like i i mean it's unbelievable and it turns into pneumonia it's like a whole thing to the point that like i actually called dr van hurley and i was like you gotta give me i heard there was a pneumonia shot for seniors because yeah <laughs> by these parents <laughs> Yes, they're like, is. you know what? We get our pneumonia shot every year. You should come down. <laughs> I called Dr. Van Hurley. I'm like, I need a pneumonia shot. She's like, you're in your 30s. What do you need this for? And, you know, I'm always sick, right? So I said to my little assistant, I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this motherhood crap. Like, I'm sick of, like, the – I've kind of – I'm over the fat five sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, for me, I know this doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but five pounds on me actually makes a huge difference in the way my body looks. Five pounds is a lot on me because I'm two feet tall. So <laughs> okay, okay. I might not be five. It might be a little, might have been a little more than five. And I was like, at first it's cute and it's a homey and that's fine. And then I was like, I've had it with this. This enough's enough. And I was like, I'm, I'm getting in shape. I'm, I'm on a health kick. So I started to really like drill down and supplement like a crazy person. So I've been taking things like um, uh, this stuff called Brain On, and it's this green blue algae. Because uh, I went in to do a wheatgrass shot, right? And the guy's like, oh no, wheatgrass is so five years ago. We're doing green blue algae now. And you like freeze it and it, you know, you you take it once a day and whatever. And then. I've been doing my multivitamins, my probiotics. I've been doing, and then I've been doing this macro green stuff, which is this, it's chocolate flavor though. It's cocoa macro greens, which actually doesn't taste. It looks like sand. No, but it's not that crappy. It, and I mix it into my water and I, okay, so Heidi got sick. Both of the kids got sick. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Here we go, right? I'm like, I'm getting sick. That's it. I'm going down for the count. And I can tell you, it's been two weeks. They've all cycled through it, and I still haven't got it yet. Does it make you poop and stuff? 
Like, is it one of those things? You know, no. really healthy stuff. Maybe. No, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it could. It's not. It's not a fiber supplement. Oh, it's, it's not. Got, fiber. No, it's got like all kinds of antioxidants in it, and um, and like cocoa powder and greens, like spirulina and oh, okay. all that stuff. It's like you know. That sort of stuff. So this was not at all the segment that I was going to do. But uh, I've been, like, super into it. I've been on my health kick because I've decided that I want to be in the best shape of my life, like, now. So I'm, I've am i been, like, working really hard and working out and stuff. You know, I hate that. <laughs> well, you're back at the gym? <laughs> yeah, a lot. And, like, work. you know what's exciting, though, about fitness is when you start to finally see a difference in your performance. And for a little while, remember when I said to you the other day, I looked at Brittany because we've been going to the gym, and I was like, damn it, dude. I'm like, I, where's the part when I get on this thing and I feel like I could run for hours? When does that start happening again? You know, when it, you, you ever get in that zone where you're, mm-hmm. hit, you're fit and it doesn't hurt? You're, you're like, wow, I actually feel fit today. I can actually run without going, oh, my God. You know, every step should be my last on here. I want to kill myself. And I started to, like, notice. And I, I would set these benchmarks. So, for example, on the row machine, I was thinking, like, all right, I want to do 1,000 meters in under 10 minutes. And at first... I, I, it took me like 10 minutes and 30 seconds when I first started doing it. And I was like, this is tragic. And now I do a thousand meters in nine minutes. And then on Jacob's ladder, like it's the little cardio, you know, it's the lat, it's like a ladder cardio piece of equipment. And I do, okay, 600 feet. And at first it was like, all right, for 10 minutes, I want to hit 600 feet on the ladder, right? And you have to maintain a certain speed, so it's 60 feet a minute. Now I do it for 15 minutes, and I can hit 1,000 feet in under 15 minutes. So I'm starting to see these benchmarks oh, in see, my yeah. performance. And when I started training for that Malibu triathlon, it took me an hour in five minutes, maybe a little more, to do like 19 miles on the bike. Because it's up and down, by the way. Um and then I completed it at like 55 minutes, which is not, I got to tell you, you know, here's why I was getting killed on the bike. The quads on these people that were going past me is the, the power. I didn't have the power. I had the endurance, but I don't power lift my legs because I don't want big, big legs because I get big real easy, actually, which is unusual for women and very unfortunate for me. And so I never like power lift. I had the endurance to go and go and go, but they were able to power up the hills faster than me. So I have 55 minutes. But anyway, so I'm like working on getting in the best shape of my life, Janice. That's what I'm doing. Mm. There's something about motherhood. You turn that corner where you're like, all right, enough is enough. <laughs> I refuse to curl up in a ball and die. I'm going to get in good shape. And that's what I'm doing. So this is what my my powder is. Well, yeah. it look, I must admit it, it looks E. It looks a little nasty looking. So it's I'm not. Looking... I'll give it a taste. I don't know. Anyway, ironically, mm-hmm. here's my attempt at a segue. My segue was going to be on food and fitness. Okay. It's foods that boost your fitness performance. Oh, okay. Because I started to really look, you know, I'm always about kind of, I call it cheating, but getting that extra edge. I like, I like to get more. You know what I mean? When I go to the gym, if there's anything that's going to help me work out harder, I want it. Yep. So 
you know, that's why, and that's why I take eBoost and became an investor in the company, <laughs> which is a different story entirely. Um, but beyond, look, you can supplement like I do, and you can eBoost is basically just natural caffeine and antioxidants and things like that, and electrolytes. So it's great for fitness performance. But there are foods you can eat that are also great for fitness performance. So I thought I would just go over a few with you and explain. So. Uh, the f- it's all about, to be totally honest, increasing the oxygen delivery to your muscles. That's that's a huge part of it. So the first thing are beets. Oh yeah. Isn't that wild? And here's why. Beets so you like you great. can bake beets, and you want to have like if you can have like two of them as a snack, or you can blend them into a smoothie. But the reason is because the nitrates in the beets help your blood vessels to dilate, which is going to increase the oxygen delivery to the muscles. So it's going to help with your fitness performance. And it's not like nitrates in processed foods. It's totally different. These are not linked to health risks. Completely different. Another one uh, would be either red apples, berries, or like purple grapes, things that have something called quercetin in them, which also help with your ability to absorb oxygen and deliver oxygen to the muscles. Same exact, same exact reason. So... Uh, like, for example, now I'll have, if I'm working out in the morning, I'll even if I am not working into my food, I'll eat, like, a bucket, like one of those little baskets of raspberries. Because mm. well, they're, of course, loaded with antioxidants. But if they're not organic, though, I'd rather you skip it. I'd rather you not because of all the pesticides on there. Remember, with organics, it's not about necessarily, although an argument can be made that you would get more nutrients, with organics, it's not its not necessarily about what you're getting. It's about what you're not getting. I don't want you to get all those pesticides. Okay. Uh, the next one would be um, if you want to supplement fish oil. If you don't like fish or you're, uh, if you're vegan, try taking DHA or, um, gosh, even you know, if you can, do ocean-caught salmon two times a week because what the fish oils do is they maintain healthy cellmate healthy cell membranes, which, once again, is going to help you metabolize oxygen. So, back to that. You could supplement it, though. I can't supplement it because of... Ugh, no. I supplement a lot. I can't do the fish oils. Yeah. So, Sometimes so it comes systems, up on you. It does. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a nasty smell. That's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> that's it really is. It's upsetting. off-putting. I'll tell you. Uh, okay, next. Iron. So, uh, the reality is... If you're vegan, this is going to be tough, but, you know, take take things like spinach and put vitamin C on it. Vitamin C helps with iron absorption. So if you are vegan, that's the way to go. If not, have a piece of grass-fed beef once a week. Like last night, I did a grass-fed burger. Don't do it very often. Did a grass-fed burger. There you go. And uh, that's and it helps with your iron level. And what iron does is it increases your the, the platelet count, the blood count. Uh, help me, Jillian. The red blood cells, it increases them. Yeah. And so what it, what that does is, it, again, it facilitates the delivery of oxygen. So that's why iron is good. And then this one is actually not about oxygen. It's about uh, something called adenosine triphosphate, ATP. And it's another source of oxygen for, or, sorry, of energy for the cells. Eggs are a great source of ATP. 
And, uh, you know, if you go through some of your magazines, like a women's health or a men's health, a lot of times you'll see things about, like, have eggs for breakfast. They help give you more energy or they keep you fuller for longer. It's the ATP in the eggs is the reason that they're putting out that little tip. In the egg, in the whole egg, like the egg yolk and yeah, the egg Yeah, the white. whole egg. See, I like the whole egg. The whole, honestly, that's the, some 50s type crap that says eggs. Actually, eggs raise your good cholesterol more than they would ever raise your bad cholesterol. They're actually better for you. And it's almost, I've said it before, it's almost a complete food other than, I think, lacking vitamin C. It has nearly everything in it. An egg is really good for you. Yeah. There like you egg. go. 80 calories in an egg. Huh? So here's a perfect day. It would look like eggs for breakfast with some raspberries on the side. You can have toast if you want. Uh, You might have a little salmon for lunch. Mm -hmm. And as a snack, you might have like like a red apple with some almond butter or something. And then you'd have maybe some grass-fed beef for dinner. And boy, you're going to rip it at the rip. Rip, not rip it. Rip at the gym the next day. <laughs> and you might rip it, too. You'll, <laughs> you will. God knows. And the All beets. Right. And the beets. Oh, I forgot my beets. Have beets with your grass-fed uh, beef. Put them oh. in a salad. Oh, I, like, so I get a good. beet salad with goat cheese. That's always tasty goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at me mixing up my cocktail here with my greens. Oh, yeah. man. All right. That's right. Well, if Jillian makes it to the next break, we'll uh, be back. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> this out, dude. This is actually not at all funny. This is kind of a bummer of a segment, but I'll try to make sure that it has some uplifting element at the end. My business partner and one of my closest friends, I'm telling you, I think he's had one of the worst years of his entire life, this guy. It's unbelievable. And uh, I, I mean, dude, it's everything from like good friends of his dying from brain tumors to getting in car, getting rear-ended on the highway at 50 miles an hour and getting a, her- a hernia that he needed surgery on and he couldn't work out for like three months and he couldn't have sex with his wife, I mean, for three months to all these things keep happening to him, right? And this is a guy that is kind of like, kind of leads a charmed life. You know, he's good looking, he's charismatic, he's really intelligent, people love him and, uh, but he has this thing from childhood where he feels like he needs to always be the hero, right? And it's this role that he took on as a kid. He needs to save everybody's day. He needs to be everybody's hero. He needs to fix everybody's problems. And I'll never forget when we first became 
business partners. Because at first he was my licensing agent, and I was like, this guy's a rock star. This guy, you know, if there's a guy that's going to build my brand, it's going to be this guy. So we became business partners, and I remember he was telling me about a dream he had. And he was upstairs, right, looking out of this window, and he saw me on my motorcycle riding around the corner, and I wiped out. And he came running downstairs to help me, and the motorcycle had turned into a horse. And the horse was laying on top of me, and he couldn't get the horse off of me. No matter what he did, could not get the horse off of me. And I realized, I was like, okay, babe, you know, you're like, because I was going through something at the time or whatever, and, right. you know, and uh, he couldn't, quite honestly, I think it was like Biggest Loser stuff, and uh, he couldn't sit, fix it, couldn't solve the problem, and it made him feel really helpless. And I was like, I think, you know, this dream is about you feeling like you can't help me, you can't save me. And I was like, gee, you know, you don't you don't have to lift the horse off of me. It's just bad stuff is going to happen to me. It's going to happen to all of us, honey. And it's just, just listen, it's not your job. You don't always have to fix things. So as I've watched this year unfold for this guy, it has been a series of things that he can do nothing about. Nothing. That render him utterly helpless. He, I mean, it's like everything from watching his wife's cousin have a massive heart attack to, his, like I said, his friend dying of a brain tumor to getting slammed in a car accident he didn't cause to having to undergo this surgery that he couldn't work out, he couldn't take care of himself and had to lean on other people to help him, to take care of him. And the crescendo, and this is the absolute worst, is he's got, <laughs> it's funny and sad, he has these two little teeny Yorkies, right? This huge guy. Giancarlo's like 6'4", right? He's enormous. Size 16 shoe. He's huge. Two little teeny dogs, and he loves these dogs more than anything on the planet. He doesn't have kids yet. And one of them got sick and passed away quickly. Had a kidney failure and passed away at eight years old. You and I both know how awful that is, right? I th- He was reduced to a puddle on the floor understandably so and um you know the dog died in his arms and he did he was doing everything he could do i mean we're talking about like the dog was on ivs and this and that and and i'm thinking to myself this is not going to end well because i i had a rescue dog that i had to sort of go through that with and he's like i don't you know i don't understand this like but i promise this death isn't going to be for nothing and i was saying babe you know you're missing the lesson like Look at what's happening. You're being rendered utterly helpless in scenario after scenario after scenario, and each one is getting increasingly worse as the year is going on. If there's anything that you're going to take away, his dog's name was Maddox, from Maddox's death, it's that at some point you're not giving up. You're you're just surrendering. You're You're going with the flow of the universe because there are things that we can't control. And sometimes it's not about you saving everybody else's day. It's about letting them help you. And you don't have less value when you can't fix everything. Because like, I think that's his thing, right? That That's his value. His value is he's the fixer. But if he can't fix things, he doesn't have any value. Mm-hmm. And in turn, now he has to ask for help in certain certain scenarios right. that have occurred. And I just have watched, and I've been there, by the way. I have watched, and I again, not to sound kooky or new agey, but I've watched the universe reduce this guy 
all the way down because it's like, no, oh, you didn't get it this time. Hopefully you're going to get it that time. Oh, you didn't get it this time. What about now? You got it now. And it's that thing, and I've said it on the show before, but Oprah said it best. And she said, the universe speaks to you in whispers at first, and then it throws a little pebble at you. And then it throws a stone, and then a brick, and then the whole wall comes down if you don't listen. Mm. And I guess I really just wanted to say to you, and by the way, I think he's got it now. I think he's got it. But I, I really just wanted to say to anybody out there, like, are you having... A series of events like this that that you just are like really oh my god what's how is this even possible how is this happening is, is there a through line to the things that are occurring a lesson that you might need to be learning something that you need to take on understand grow change or transform in a certain way where for example with G it's like he needed to realize that he can't save the world he still has value even if he can't and then in some cases, he actually needs to be vulnerable and allow other people to help him. Is there something that life is trying to teach you? For me, I went through a year where it was all patience. The worst thing in the world. And I honestly thought it was all about prepping me for kids. Everything we would start would fall apart. Every, you know, Everything we would begin would go to hell in a handbasket. On and on and on and on. And it was just like no matter what. I couldn't move it. I couldn't rush it. I couldn't manipulate it. I couldn't control it. And it was about patience. And so... Look at when these things are going wrong and when they're going wrong in spades, what is it that you need to take away? If there's a lesson, what is it? And if there's a meaning, sometimes you have to create that meaning. What is it? And so with G and his dog, I was like, babe, you know, losing Maddox at eight years old in this way is awful, but you can learn something from it. You can't choose to let it change you in a positive way so it has a meaning. And that was the meaning is that there was nothing he could do for this dog. He did everything he could do and there was nothing he could do. And he, he finally accepted it and he, he you know was there and held his dog when the dog passed away and then he allowed people to help him. And I've never seen him after, I mean look, he's still going through hell about it, but he seems lighter as though he's he's actually given up trying to fix every problem and save everybody's day and he seems lighter mm. like a million pounds has been lifted off his shoulders and i'm just wondering that's really the question i just wanted to pose to you is look look for these lessons look for the meaning look at how you can learn because honestly i i really truly believe that we all have this deeper work or thing we need to resolve and life is going to make sure you resolve it. <laughs> if you don't listen, it gets worse and worse and worse. So listen and look for the signs. Find the meaning and do the work. That's it. That's all. Kind of a bummer, but... No, it's but great. It, no, it's great. But no, it ended it, up being, you know... And and, and, the, and and the light is not always there right away. You know, more no. more will be revealed. And, and Exactly. And, and what you said about patience is, you know, it, it, it some, sometimes it's a year later you go, oh, that's why. Yeah. That's why that happened. That's why I that's why I was whatever, anything. That's why. Yeah. And, and that's okay that it, you know, but patience is it's tough. It's tough. Oh, I like that more will be revealed though. You're right. Yeah. A, a lot of times it's exactly it. It's like, you know, you can't find it right away, but look for the patterns, look for the lessons. Right. And just keep doing the next right thing. Just keep yes. one foot right farther and and it will reveal itself. The reason will reveal itself. Yeah. Good point. All right. Now what?
Okay, it's time for three things in the news. <laughs> the segment. This is what the segment's called. Three things in the news. Like it's a branded segment that we've been doing forever. It's time for that segment we all do. Three, three things, things in the news. news. Even though we've never done it, and yeah. I don't know what else to call it, so I'm going to call it three things. Three in things the news. in the news. Okay. Prop, right. prop 37. Yes. Now we realize this is a California prop, but it's a big deal though. It is, and how and if it's voted in California, it does affect the country. It will affect the country. Absolutely. So Prop 37 is essentially a proposition that, if passed, would force food manufacturers to label when a food is a genetically modified organism. Now, the reason this matters is because well, several things. First of all, this is not like your cross-pollinating or crossing genes of two of the same species. It's not like a hybrid of this kind of apple and that kind of apple make this kind of apple, or we crossed a white rose and a red rose and made a pink rose. No. It's taking the genetics of two completely foreign species and putting them together. So we don't yet know the effects of this on the environment or on the human body. So let's say it's like taking the genes from a spider and putting it in a tomato or the genes from a jellyfish and putting it in a cucumber, which, I mean, this, this is legitimate. It happens all the time. And it's things like, oh, we've made an apple that won't brown when you bite into it because we put the genes of a jellyfish into the, it's like, wow. So, you know, while while they talk about GMOs and oh, this food's gonna feed the world. Okay, first of all, are there great things that they may be able to do in the future with GMOs? Sure, maybe, hopefully. But the point here is number one, you have a right to know if your food is a genetically modified right. organism. We do not live in the third world. This is not a concern of ours. There are concerns you need to have with regard to your health. We don't understand the ramifications on the body or the ramifications on the environment. If these genes, quote, break out, which they say is impossible and yet has happened before. So um, it's all it does is it informs you as the consumer. So you have the right to know what the product is and if you choose to consume it or not. That's it. Right. It's just it's it's transparency. That's all that it is. And obviously they have avoided this big food, have avoided it for years and years and years. Because it's a creepy concept. It's Frankenfood, literally. And uh, in addition, uh, you know, th- what you need to understand is that you cannot patent something that is a naturally occurring thing. So you can't patent an apple. You can't own it. But if I get into monocultures, which is what America is becoming, right? We're based on corn and soy instead of many different types of crops. We've become a monoculture. We'll buy pretty much. We're based on two crops. Well, both of which happen to be genetically modified. So you've got a company called Monsanto that essentially owns corn and owns soy. They own it. They own the patent on it. And they breed out all these kind of heirloom strands and natural strands of fruits and vegetables. So it's 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 so scary. Essentially, you're giving big business the ability to own food. Which is terrifying, right, but but you made the best point. It's it's not it's not that we can stop big business from doing this, but we have the right to know. That's the thing, and that's what the Forbes magazine is saying. That 85 percent of people want to know the truth. They want to know the truth about what they're eating. So they may not remember what they eat on Wednesday, but they want to know the truth. Make sure if you live in Cali, Prop 37, vote to label foods 
if they're GMO. Because it will it will affect the rest of the country for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Second thing in the news. Oh. Kinesio tape. Yeah. Did I say that right? Kinesio tape. Kinesio tape. Kinesio tape. So. Um, why it got, why there's a lot of question about it is yeah. because the Olympics, which oh. you hardly watched, I know, admit it. Uh-uh. I, on the I other hand, some of it I watched as, you know. Well, I was glued. And, and every, almost, oh, I shouldn't say every athlete, a major, a lot, a lot of them had this kinesio tape on. People went, what the hell is that? And different colors, orange and blue. And it, it, and it almost became, I asked my physio about it. I said, what's the deal? Does that work? And she said, well, it, the jury's the jury's still out, but they also became like a fashion statement. It becomes a yeah. It becomes you know? trend. Look, they've been. I owned a sports medicine facility, and our physical therapist was taping up people. At, you know, since as long as I've been in the business, sure. which is a long time. Uh, and uh, you know, part of it, my understanding with taping is about helping you keep your arm in a certain place, or the shoulder, or the taping the. Theoretically, can we tape it and pull back the muscle in the right position or tendon or this or that? Or with the tape, this kinesio tape, it's supposed to like create space for blood flow or something? Yeah, it was a Japanese doctor, Kazi, and he said that he believes the source of many joint and muscle pains lies between the thin layer of skin between the epidermis and the dermis. And what this tape does... It, it acts like a, it acts like skin. Anyway, it he claims it opens up the space so that more healing, the blood flow can get back to the lymphatic fluid. My answer is this: it's harmless. So sure. if anything, you you might get a placebo effect off of it. That's what a lot of people are saying that it's so, psychological. Thing. You know, who cares? Uh, to me, it's absolutely harmless. It's it's not going to hurt you in any way, shape, or form. It's tape. It's not exceedingly expensive. It's fun looking. And if you believe it works, it will. I really, I, I truly believe that. I think that at the very least, you'll get a placebo effect out of it, and there's no downside that's going to come from it. And scientifically proven, not exactly. Right. But it's not like, you know, this is nothing that's going to have dangerous ramifications. Like, I don't know, cutting out part of your stomach. So, right, gotcha. I, I feel like, you know, if you want to tape, have fun. Pick a color you like. Go to town. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Third thing in the news. Yes. Oh, this talk of chocolate milk. Oh, my God. Bean. I know. A recovery drink. Recovery what drink. a load of bull crap. Is and, it really? It really is oh, crap. Oh, please. Mm, what in chocolate good. milk is going to be a recovery drink? It's nothing but sugar and sh- Crap. I mean, <laughs> really, if you said, if you tried to make an argument that organic milk was a recovery drink because it has calcium and magnesium and vitamin D, I'd say, like, okay, you're you're grasping at straws, but, you know, it has aminos and protein, okay, maybe, but chocolate milk? So basically what you've done is you've added sugar to it and then called it a recovery drink. I don't even understand the concept of that. What you need for recovery are electrolytes. And the best place you're going to find something like that is a coconut water. Coconut water is awesome. It's loaded with electrolytes. It's 50 calories. And uh, Dr. Van Hurley is the one who, who turned us on to coconut water. I've always been a big coconut milk girl. Unfortunately, not the same thing that you have to drink the coconut water. Um, but that's it. And if you're a bodybuilder, you need to replenish with amino acids. So you need protein. Chocolate Maybe it's milk. because it fills you up. Like if you've ever, if you ever, no, dude, it's because <laughs> milk started a bullcrap campaign of like athletes saying it's a recovery drink, and then everyone was like, "Yeah." Here's what's sad. You want to know what's sad? 
if you watch the Olympics, I, I told you, I watched some of it. I watched mm. the horses. I watched the, the divers. I watched the swimmers. I watched the gymnasts. I watched some of the track and field. I just can't, you know, I can't watch all of it. But but then you see the athlete, right? And they're sitting at a table and doing they're doing a press conference and they've just won gold and there's a Coke sitting on the counter. Oh. Cut to... Three Olympic athletes in a subway com- commercial cut to... And the, the thing is, they're, it's not that they're sellouts. They're athletes. They're broke. Exactly. Like, they, yeah. You know, they are broke. They pursue their sport. It's their passion and everything. And they're like, well, I need the money, you know, to do what I do. This is how I make my money. But it breaks my heart that it, it's something like Coca-Cola. And you think to yourself... Some kid's going to think, if I want to yeah. be like Gabby Davis, I drink soda. Yeah. Or Missy, the great swimmer. Her name's escaping me right now. Franklin. Thank you. Missy Franklin or Apollo Ono or Michael Phelps. I I eat at Subway. It's like, what? You know, these are, these are elite athletes. I promise you, I've been to an Olympic training center. They're not drinking soda. Do you know you know what I'm yeah, saying? No, like, I get it. I it's kind of it. it's sad. So sure, like when you look at athletes, they do deals with fast food and this and that all the time. That's the business that athletes are in, whether they're professional or whether they're uh, oh my god, what's the word when you're not professional? Amateur. Amateur. Wow. So you know that's <laughs> I know non, dude the non kids professional, non professional non <laughs> amateur. Uh, so anyway, that's you got to really come on, use common sense for God's sake. Chocolate milk. Here's what it's gonna do. It's gonna wipe out all the work that you just put into your workout. <laughs> that's what it's gonna do. Anyway. Well, that's three things in the news. We'll play our three things in the news extra music here, Jake. We'll be right back. Email question. I can see you reading furiously over there. I know. There. I'm reading this one. Okay. Um. So this one. Oh God. All right. This is a little bit in depth, but it's uh, it's from a lady named Ma- Megan Hazelrig, and uh, and she says that she's been reading this book, um, by a guy who basically says that counting calories and working out is complete crap. What a shock. How many times have I? 
heard this before. Some guy named Jonathan Baylor. What a surprise. How many times have I have I heard of the Jonathan Baylors of the world that always say, oh, no, what is, you can't, counting calories, no. All right, so apparently the first thing this guy says is you can't regulate calories in and calories out. Uh, okay, well, first of all, calories in, a calorie is a unit of energy, so... However many units of energy you put in your body is regulated by you. It has to come from the outside in. Your body can't make fuel. You have to feed it fuel. So that's absurd. As for regulating calories out, he claims that your body manually regulates the calories out and you can't control it. Uh, okay. While your body does regulate its metabolism and its biochemistry because it's a hormone balance, there are things that you can do to affect how your body is regulating the calories you burn and your biochemistry, one of which is to eat clean foods, foods that are going to boost your fat-burning hormones, is to partake in exercise because exercise has been scientifically shown to release human growth hormone to release testosterone. These are fat-burning hormones. Uh, in addition, exercise puts a fuel demand on the body because you are putting out energy. So when you put out energy, you are burning stored fat. Fat is a unit of energy. So while you can't say, I'm going to burn 2,103 calories today and get it dead on, what you can say is, I'm going to adhere to these eating habits and these exercise habits so that my body will burn more overall calories, period. It's that simple. Next one, okay, Biggest Loser reference. He states that they are only burning tissue, harming them, and this is harming them. Uh, okay, and uh, due, due to them burning so much muscle, it's harder for them to keep fat off their body. Okay, first of all, these guys are regulated by doctors, and with that said, their body fat decreases. They go in something called a bod pod. This is science, Jonathan Baylor. So they go in something <laughs> Mr. Johnny you fool. <laughs> they go in something called a bod pod. That is the most accurate body fat counting device or body fat measuring device on the planet. So when they go on the bod pod, you can see exactly how much fat they've lost, how much muscle they've gained, this, that, or the other. Every single, and it used to be, I used to believe that it was actually physiologically impossible for contestants to put on any muscle while they were on such a low calorie diet. But the reality is that due to something called calorie partitioning and fat, what do you think fat is? It's, it's energy. So they're using the nutrients from the foods that they're consuming and the calories from their stored fat even though you cannot convert fat to muscle, they have the energy they're taking in and the nutrients they're taking in, and they're utilizing their stored energy, which is fat, to burn, essentially, or to put out energy during the workout. So the reality is that the contestants actually did gain, some of them gained 9, 10 pounds of muscle over the course of a season and lost 100 pounds of fat. Some of them were couple hundred pounds overweight so this has been scientifically measured in the bod pod you can't it's not like you can say i i think so i suspect I, i've seen the data i've been a part of the show so that's also not true uh now with that said if you starve your body 
can you lose and you're working out like crazy and you're not eating enough and you don't have an excess of body fat to burn can you lose muscle absolutely can your body cannibalize its muscle tissue 100 percent and the other reality to this is that the truth of the matter is muscle while it is good for your metabolism it doesn't it's not going to amp up your metabolism so much. It does use more fuel than, than anything else in the body, but it, it doesn't. I'd have to look it up, but I remember knowing the exact number that every pound of muscle used, metabolically speaking. It's not that significant. It makes a difference of like a couple hundred calories a day or so, depending upon how much, you, you know, if you're a bodybuilder or what have you. But it's not, you know, it's different, but not that it's not going to raise your resting metabolic rate that much. It's just not. What is going to raise it is the foods you're consuming and how your biochemistry is going to be affected by your lifestyle. Uh, okay, this guy says, um, he says, eat more food, natural and organic. <laughs> I thought it was just stop there. Eat more food. He says, eat more food without worrying about calories and exercise less. <laughs> Okay, bro. Well, I mean, let's see. Uh, I have an idea for you, Jonathan Baylor. Let's do a little study. I want you to have avocados, olive oil, and cashews all day long for a month. And don't just eat eat more food all oh, day long. Your colon would be just. No, it's all healthy fat. But my point is that it's so like yeah, it's so much energy. I I mean, you'll you'll be you will gain weight. It's a, the bottom line is that. You still ultimately have to manage not only the quality of your food, but the quantity of energy that you're putting in your system. Because if you are consuming, what's your, by the way, Jonathan Baylor, what's your description of fat? So, for example, fat is stored energy. How would your body conceivably store energy? Oh, I don't know. It's energy that you're not using, which means that you're taking more energy in than you're using. Hence, calories in, calories out. That is the very definition of fat. I hate when people write crap to like prey off of the, the 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 not weakness, but the naivete. You know, it's like, oh, you no, know, you don't need to eat more and exercise less. You're an asshole, dude. That's what I have to say to you. Don't lie to people like that just because it sounds good and you hope it'll sell books. Like, what a massive disservice you are to humanity. Shame on you. You've just heard SmackDown <laughs> with Jillian Michaels here on the Jillian Michaels Show. I hate that. Next week, it's so Jillian long. takes on. I'm serious. It's no. an evil thing to do. It really is. It's so misleading and it's such a disservice. It's so wrong. And and my last answer is, I think I've proven the the credibility of my methods on I don't know national television. I've taken hundreds of pounds off of people at an extraordinarily accelerated pace, and I've taken 30 pounds off of moms who can test to be a testament to my DVDs or 10 pounds off of brides getting ready for their wedding. The reality is the proof is in the pudding, but I just it makes me so angry when people prey upon you know the, the sort of weakness or, or naivete of others in order to make money because it's like oh you don't have to count you know what you need to do you need to exercise less and eat more oh sign me up <laughs> <laughs> sign me up dude 
Yeah, awesome. Ugh, all right, sorry. Do you want to end the show? Yeah, because now, now you're now you're now you're all fired up. I hate when people. I hate when they do that. And there's a million of these guys out there, and I've refuted every one. Let's go for a walk around the block. Okay, fine. Let's go for a little walk around the block. Get some fresh air. Pisses me off. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just no. hate it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now. Liar. Okay. Bye bye now. Bye. <laughs> I will go. Bye bye.
If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. <laughs>